Welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Girls and a Mic, featuring myself, Miss She Talks, and t- tell them who you are. Tell them who you is. I am the one, the only, the wonderful, the talented, the amazing, Miss Lala. Yes. I've got to do my is. own intro like that. Nobody she intros is. me like that. I so am. I think moving I forward, am. it will be I this. Am. <laughs> I am. Can you stop? She is. I feel like you're make mocking me. Bed. No, make that a bed, Ace. <laughs> That's going to be a live bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, after that brief uh, intro, <laughs> let's get on with the show. Oh, isn't it baking right now? First things first. Oh, We've got to say some appreciation oh, for the sun right now. Sun? Apparently oh. it's a plume. Of hot air that's over from Spain. We oh, welcome you, thank hot you, air. Spain. We thank love you. Even though some people don't want you in the country. I'm telling you. <laughs> there's no Brexit for you, this hot air. The one time you can stay. <laughs> come, come. Come, be with us. I don't even mind that I haven't been sleeping. Be with us, <laughs> hot air. We it's love nice you. It's nice to just lie in your bed and do that starfish shape. It's all about Trying the to allow the air to get into, you know, certain cracks and crevices. It's all about the starfish, I'm telling you. <laughs> when it's hot in your room... And there's no fan because I don't like sleeping with fans nah. because the air disturbs me, then the noise disturbs me. I literally, it's starfish all the way. But yeah, we welcome you and we love you. Summer 16, you're here at last. <laughs> Long may you last. Okay, so La, what have you been up to this, this hot and sweaty week? What have I been doing this week? Okay, Saturday was a regular Saturday, clean up the regular house, sh- do regular? all of that, you know, iron clothes and things, get things out of the way. Um, Sunday, shouts out to AGS, had a very good time. AGS, AGS is still going. Listen, it was it was so hot on Sunday that everybody took themselves down to the POW in Brixton. On you know they've got like a roof terrace. Yeah, so they had a little shingdig down there. So, you know, I bought me some mimosas and some, you know, additional cocktails and got live. They had a little, you know, little bashment room that I found myself in, one should be in. So what, they got different rooms down there? They've got, it's just one little room that they had opened up because there were so many people. So they've got two kind of, I wouldn't even call them floors, but two levels outside, which obviously is an open space. And then they just randomly opened up this one room and the DJ was lit. I was lit. I got my little, you know, got my little litness on. Yeah. Started so with AJ's the, still gone with things. Big up, <laughs> play big some up proper, Mikey. Some big proper up bashment. You know? And, and that, you lot have been going since 19. Adam. <laughs> Ross Inc. Taking my money and everything. Gosh. Leaving me high and dry. Well, you get tic- if you get tickets yeah. before a certain time, it's a certain price. So yeah. depending on what time you get there, you don't have to pay too much. But if you don't pay, it's like £20 on the door. Really? Yeah. Kwan. Mm-hmm. Mikey, you're killing it out yeah. here. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> still the place you. any given Sunday <laughs> for people to go to. I never even knew it was still running. Well, do you know what? Because it's down the road from me. I'm like, all right then. But was it, is that a one-off or is it No, they've been week? doing them since they did them last year. They started again. Yeah. I think they started probably So May. Is, is it every Sunday from from? No, no, no. I think summer. it's like once a month. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Go. So it was all right, you know. Summer 16. Yeah, so shouts out to you lot for, you know, giving me a good old time on Sunday. Shouts out to my, my peeps, my cousins, them that I did buck up on when I got down there. Oh, you're sounding real street right so, now. So, you know, my I'm street. Them. My I peeps, my row, we, just, we did buck up. <laughs> they know what, what it is. What they done to you down there? They know what it is, you know. But that's what it was, though, Shaz. You know, sometimes you're just with your people. You're just like, you know, I can be free. I don't have to be corporate but did today. You go, did you go on your own and literally just see... I lo- 
No, like I went with him Sade. Oh, okay. I used and to like Subterranean for that. You yeah. could leave your house on your own and know that you're going to see. Yeah. Like, but I, I could have easily done that. Yeah. It was one of them ones. So I like I that. Like, you know, yeah. So, you know? so big up Mikey and Brosink and um, the other one. <laughs> What's up, one saying? Okay, Joseph. No. Yeah. Is it? Okay. <laughs> They know who they are. Your friend that. <laughs> anyway, so what else? What else? Have um, what, have I, what have I been up to? That was about it. That was my weekend. Mm. We had the Beyonce chat already. Mm. Still kind of living off of that. Yes, Queen B. Mm. Every time. Um, that is literally been my week. I'm all right, you know. I'm kind of just looking forward to the rest of the summer. I'm praying that this weather lasts. Continues, yeah. 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 You would know, be nice. Got some other outdoor festivities to attend. So Oh yeah, you were talking about um fifty yeah, first. Yeah, fifty first date, which is another festival which is similar to Garage Nation, but I think better but in a different way. Mm. And they launched the first one last year, which was amazing. It was really good. I wasn't expecting that. So all the mm. way in Cockfosters. Um yeah, man, again got lit. So it was good. So I'm looking forward to this and one. What's as the well. music down there? Drum and bass, garage, nice. um, jungle, house. Um, they had, uh, was it Masters of Ceremonies? That was the... Um, yeah, the Masters of the Ceremonies. Yeah. Personality. No, that wasn't the group. Who was, oh, I can't remember sorry. the name of the group. <laughs> she, she led me down a garden oh, path. Sorry, it, it was a them. house group. But they, if you hear their music, be like, oh my God, yes, this is me. This they is did a PA there? No, they were the headline act. So they had like Ooh. a main stage and they have like different tents that play different genres sounds of music. Like, just like Garage Nation. It is, but it's be- I think it's better. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Because yeah. you were saying last week that this year's Garage Nation wasn't, wasn't as, as good. good as it was all right. If you're yeah. a fan of Garage, then you, you would have liked it. If I took somebody there that never heard of that music before, they'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah. What is this? And so also, be, I'm comparing it to last year as well. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if last year's first 51st day was good, yeah. whether they can carry it forward for this year. I hate that when you go to something and it's good and then you go back, mm. whether it's a yearly thing or monthly thing or even a weekly thing, and you go back again and it's like, oh. It's kind of fell yeah. off. I'm just like, mm, what happened to the vibe? You know, yeah. You're trying to find it. It's not quite there. Do you think it's the people? Do you think it's the people that went to um, Garage Nation, Nation this year? I don't know. I think it, it might have been the fact that because the first year was such a success. Yeah. People are like, oh, a lot of people are like, oh, man, I should have gone. I should have gone. I should have gone. So maybe it was that maybe this time around, just, just the energy just wasn't the same. Mm. Like everything, you know, the only difference is they had more acts. Mm. Oh, yeah, you were this saying, year. and it felt a bit rushed. Yeah, that's the only downside I could see. So I don't know if that kind of contributed to the reason as to why it wasn't as good. Yeah, well, it would be definitely interesting to see what 51st Day is saying mm. then. A couple of my friends went last year, so I'll see what they're saying, what they say about it after yeah. this year, presuming that they go to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sound good, that sound good. Now, when yeah. you're going on holiday, I feel like... Oh, it's not a key time. <laughs> you think I'll go soon? Well, you know, we were looking into New York for the bad boy thing, but yeah. since all of this madness has been popping off in America, like I said last week, I don't really feel comfortable giving that, you know, government my money right about now. Mm. I don't really want to spend, and that's a shame. I'm sure there's a lot of people kind of thinking that way. Is it safe to go out there? Yeah. You know, we, me with my black face, am I going to be Sandra Bland? At you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, I'm not really prepared to take that risk. So it's a shame. So. 
I won't actually be going away until November, officially. And that is the Durban thing? Yeah, South Africa and then Trinidad in February. Mm. So, got a long way yet. Sometimes, so you'll still see me here. Don't worry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you know. When are you going away? Hang on a minute. Do you know what? I don't know. I'm thinking, no, I said Ugh. August. Ugh. Well, that's you know, next month, me, next know, week, in fact. <laughs> Listen, you know with me, me with my non-planning selves, it will just be like, oh, I'm at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> I'm on a plane. <laughs> I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying, but I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I'll see if it pulls together. The time's booked off, which mm. is always the first major step for me because I always like think, oh, yeah, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to take some time And I never take time off. Right. Like, of recent but the time's actually booked out now. It's like definitely I just block booked those weeks out of my diary. I'm mm-hmm. gone. I'm not available. Do not contact me. I will not be at a court near you. <laughs> <laughs> so now it just means I need to slot the holiday plan into it. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. As as we move closer to August, I'll, I'll let you know if it all happens, if it comes together. But um, okay, so let's get into uh, some of the topics to talk about this week. This week, you know what? Can mm. I just say, not even this week, this year has been a crazy one. Do you know what's mad, what made me laugh madness. on Twitter? Somebody <laughs> said, can whoever's, can whoever's script writing 2016 <laughs> just take a step away? <laughs> take a step back. It's been a mad one <laughs> for... It's true. It feels like it's been a mad one for celebrity deaths mm. and deaths in general. Yeah. It feels like it's been a mad one politically on both sides of the ocean, mm-hmm. you know? And it just it just feels like just... There have been so many twists and turns in some of these th- these incidents and stories that we pay attention to, both <laughs> here and in the US, I have to say. So... Um, one of the things that has been popping off on social media is um, Afropunk coming to the UK. So mm. Afropunk is like an alternative kind of black festival, um, which has been going in New York for a few years now. And everyone was really hyped to hear that it was coming to London. And then not so hyped when they heard that MIA was supposed to be, MIA the artist was supposed to be headlining because if you remember, I've just said it's supposed to be like an alternative black festival. So um, people were questioning, how could you have MIA headlining when MIA was trying to kind of like shade or talk down upon the Black Black Lives Matter Matter movement Mm -hmm. and or hashtag in an interview that she gave. Um, at some point this year. So people were like up in arms, like how can you have MIA of all people when she's she's been verbal about her stance on one of the most, <laughs> if not the most important um, thing that's affecting black people today, the, the sanctity of our lives, the equality of our lives. She's had something almost negative to say about that and that movement, but she's headlining this Afropunk <laughs> festival. <laughs> so people were like, late, I'm not going. Like, you know, forget all of that. And social media came together. People on social media came together and kind of made their voices heard. Like, I don't know if there was a hashtag about that, but they were definitely um, tweeting Afropunk and getting at them and saying that it was ridiculous for for her to be headlining. 
I think Afropunk at first released some kind of statement saying, oh, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, kumbaya, kumbaya bloody ya. And like, yeah, we're still having her. Mm. But then now, after a bit more, I don't know, one would hope thoughts and reflection, they've, um, um, they've removed her from the headline. And they I replaced think they've actually her with removed her from the whole yeah. thing. Do you know they who they've replaced her with? Grace Jones, yes, baby. Man. Grace Jones, baby. My and Jamaican you know guy. I uh. kind of think, why didn't they just think of someone like that in the first place? I think a lot of the complaints from people were um in regards to outside of MIA, in regards to a lot of the yaks, is they kind of forgot a lot of people who are kind of considered underground, but not completely. So the people that they were saying, oh, you know, maybe try somebody like Lil Sims, put her on the bill. Yeah. Lady Lachere, who I know is on the some bill UK now. Acts, yeah, they, some UK acts. I don't acts think they had things. much of a UK no, they didn't. presence. Um, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, so p- I think they kind of revised the bill and it looks a lot more kind of UK orientated now in my opinion there's a lot there's quabs is on there let me see if i can find it there's quite a few uk acts on there so it was nice that the festival actually listened to the people who will be attending the event because there's a lot of times you'll find that some events kind of just ignore what the people are saying or what their wishes are but they were like you know what actually let's just do what the people want if this is what they're asking for, let's 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 do it. That is good, and I know maybe I should just like hold that and love that. But then sometimes you just think to yourself, Why did you angle, do it in the first yeah, place? What angle were you coming from in the first place? Why did you just throw together some shoddy lineup that wasn't really reflective of the audience in the first place? Was it because you were being willfully tone deaf, or is it because? you just didn't bother do your due diligence about yeah, that Yeah, I think it's lack of research. Mm. I think they just thought, oh, you know, what will work over here will work here as well. It's like, no, you couldn't do that. It, that's like putting a whole British lineup um, to an American audience. Mm. Not to say you can't have British acts, but if they saw a bunch of people that they didn't know or recognise, and really especially, know the tracks, yeah, didn't know the, yeah. Exactly, especially if it was somebody that was so vocal about a movement, which a lot of, you know, support, a lot of people who will attend probably Af- um, Afropunk are actually supporting right now. Yeah. So why would you But that's what I'm that? saying. That was definitely, that's not lack of research because even when they were told they were still trying mm. to kumbaya it all together and we stand for this and, you know, equality and we're not going to... Mm. Like sh- some of the the artists are, as we said, Grace Jones, Laura Mavula, um, Quab de Noisette, um, Akala's there, Don Letts, Dread Zone... So, yeah, they've got quite a few. There's more here, obviously. I can't really... Like Laura Mavula, the Noisettes, Akala, I'm sure they're all kind of late editions. So Mm. that's what I'm saying. You just think to yourself, where was your mind when you were thinking of black acts, black UK acts, black UK alternative acts? Where where did your mind go? What, MIA? (sighs) Come on, man. I don't know. Is it an American company? Who that put together Afropunk? Yeah, I, under- I understood it was. Well, my, that might be the issue because sometimes I feel like there's a major disconnect with the 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 US market and their understanding of how the UK market works. I think they thought, oh, she's British, they must like her, and you know she does kind of urbany music, so let's yeah. put her on the bill. Yeah, and that's when you know shit hit the fan. They must have realized, oh, damn it, we didn't know, and blah blah blah. Mm. That's that's the only thing that I can think of. I I kind of you, you know I get that, but. I can't I, like I don't have their um, their original statement mm. to hand Afropunk's original statement to hand, but I kind of felt 
when I read it, it was still kind of slightly arrogant, like we're doing what, what, what we, we want to do, we wanna do mm. kind of thing. And then once again, I love the way that people on social media can come together and use their presence and use their voices or their, their, <laughs> their Twitter fingers, as it, as it were, yeah. and kind of get things changed by saying, no, nah, well, this is not what we want. Because people were talking about boycotting it. And some people have said, and perhaps this is the cynical view, that it's only in the face of the fact that a lot of people were going to boycott it, mm. so it wouldn't have done um, commercially well um, before this change. This is the only reason why they've changed it. Yeah, that's a bit like... So does that, but does that put you off? Does that, um, are, you, are you okay? No. Now they've changed it, are you just down? I'm all right about it. Only because I know, like I said, there've been many an event where they just kind of like, fuck it, we're just going to do what we want. So I kind of have to give them a little bit of kudos for like, all right, you know what? Let's look at what we've done here. Clearly we've made a mistake and let's change it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they could have left it. I'm sure MIA's got a strong fan base um, here mm. probably enough people to to still sell tickets mm, mm, but um, mm. I just think you know it was sensible of them to kind of take that approach yeah so the fact that they were defending her beforehand and saying that you know they construe her position as somebody who's down for the struggle and all the rest of it and we're mm. not changing it do you not think that this did they say that yeah so oh, it, I'm, I'm paraphrasing but yeah. do you not think that this this turnabout is more a commercial decision as opposed to a we this is what we stand for type of position Prob quite possibly yeah they're a business at the end of the day yeah you know yeah First i think and well foremost. i think i think i think that that will kind of inform whether i want to go to it and whether mm. i want to support it because i understand that you're a business but if you're trying to set yourself out as some kind of um some kind of almost like an, an organization that's down for the cause sometimes if you come off looking like you're not really down for the cause it kind of detracts it detracts from your whole uh, um, overreaching message mm. that's what I think so I'm just I, I'm still a bit I think I'm gonna sit on the cynical side of the fence and not really I'm not gonna start clapping or doing star jumps yet or even commit myself to going because I still feel kind of like a win because mm -mm. you weren't you weren't really yeah and this is MIA. this is the problem as well because they've kind of like marketed themselves off of the fact that it's an event for people of color namely black people hence the you know hence why it's called Afro punk yeah you know their whole thing is being very to me looks very pro black very you know yeah. love yourself you know Nubian black queens and this that and third yeah. and everything you know very like we're just African people, yeah. black people. That That is it. So for them to kind of turn around and do what they did in support of MIA without kind of like taking on, on board in the first instance about what people were complaining about yeah. was very short-sighted on, that's on what their, I just Yeah, I think I'm still part. caught up in that. I think I'm still caught up in that. that that Because um, she that was real space. dismissive, real dismissive yeah. of the whole movement. Like, I'm not here for this because I think what got me about that statement, her MIA I'm talking about now, mm was when she said, why is it that they're allowed? When have we ever been allowed to do anything? Where do you get that from? Yeah. We've never been given permission to do anything. We've always had to march. We've always had to protest. We've always had to like make a stand. We've always had to do that. Nothing is given to us. I don't know where this notion comes from that, you know, oh, 
you know, you're allowed to do this and you're no, no, no. People are dying. Yeah, because is, is that the allowance you're talking about? Yeah. Because we've decided to make noise about it, all of a sudden we're allowed. No, we're making noise and whether or not you like it or not, that's entirely your business, but we're going to make noise anyways. I don't understand why you yourself, you come from an oppressed group and you would be upset about that. Mm. Why not take inspiration from that? If you've got a cause or something that you feel like needs to be you know, highlight, highlighted, you have a platform to do so. Why you never do that? Why, when you was at the Super Bowl, kissing up, Mad- was she kissing Madonna? What was she doing I with Madonna? Remember. Did she do that? Madonna lips is everyone. I, I think it? she was Drake, on stage Britney. dancing with Madonna and I think she swore during the Super Bowl or something like that. So rather than swearing, why did you not use the one of the biggest platforms out there to talk about your cause? When mm. Beyonce did it, you know, mm. she thought about you could have you had the same opportunity, mm. you didn't do nothing. So that's entirely your business. Mm. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. You know, so <laughs> bye, girl. Go bye. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'll get what you're saying about Afro Punk though, but But you're gonna go. I don't know, I haven't bought no tickets, it's sixty pounds. <laughs> but that's what it's like two it's a two day yeah. event, isn't it? is it at Ali Pali? I don't know, yeah, I don't know if it's the 60s for the two days it just says it just says one day 24th of september mm. 60 squid that's the same day as uh there's something else on that day 24th of september i can't remember it all come to me mm. okay yeah i'm 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 still in my feelings about that so don't know don't know yet um okay moving on la mm-hmm this one here, hypocrisy in the church. You were telling me today, yeah. I think you were showing me about uh, some post that Kelly Pratt. She was a friend of mine. Excuse me, <laughs> Kelly Price <laughs> posted on um, on Instagram mm. following a performance that she did somewhere in the states. What happened? Yeah, so she was invited to this gospel. Perfor- gospel event, sorry, not gospel performance, and they asked her to perform on stage. So she performed one of her songs from her latest um, album. Mm. It's not a gospel album, it's just a regular... Regular uh, Yeah, regular schmegular album. She mm. sung it, and she said after she sung it, some random woman came running up to her and was basically just, like, you know, reading her and telling her, you know, that what she sung was inappropriate. And it was because it's obviously set, she does secular music, mm. so you know in certain churches so it was inappropriate for the ve- for, for the, the function, yeah, or whatever. for the yeah. Um, I think Kelly's point was that you know this is the reason why a lot of people don't want to come to the church because they're far too judgmental. So her thing was like, look, I came on stage, I was asked to come on stage and sing one of my songs. They didn't ask me to do a gospel song. If they did, I would have been perfectly happy to do so, but they didn't ask me to sing one of mine. Mm. So I did. And then this one woman decided to take it upon herself and just basically, you know, just morally beat her up verbally and tell her she's this, that and the third. So my question is, I guess, you know, have we, because I haven't been to church for like ages. So I understand what Kelly is saying because I do remember when I did go to church, there's a lot of moral kind of, you know, but was it so? What are you saying? It was for that reason that you haven't been to church because some people just don't go to church. Yeah, no, 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 no. I I just don't feel the need. Doors. It doesn't. I don't feel like I don't have this draw to go to church. Like when I did go to church, you know, it, I I went when I was a child, and I have some fond memories of going. Like I don't. It's not a thing of like, oh no, I don't like these people and blah blah blah. I just don't see the need. I don't feel like I like I have to. Mm. However, I have 
there's been some horror stories that I've heard, you know, coming out of the church. And I do kind of agree with the statement that she that she makes in regards to why people stay away. Which is? Which is that too much moral judgment. Mm. There's a lot of things going down, you know, under the name of religion and under the name of the church and people who claim that, you know, they're, you know, a, a, a Christian or a follower and they're doing some madness mm. outside of there. Like you're supposed to lead your, if you're Christian, if you're Muslim, if you're this, whatever it is, that's how you're supposed to lead your life. But you're kind of not. So for this woman to come charging down at Kelly and kind of berating like her berating stuff. her for singing a song, which she says is about love. What is, what is the problem? Mm. You know, I just feel like, yeah, it's but keeping a lot always, of people away. I think there's always been not not so much about um, focusing less on the issue of church at the moment, but focusing on um, gospel artists or artists who also sing gospel music, secular mm. artists who also sing gospel music. I don't know how Kelly, people like Kelly Price or maybe Coco from SWV, how they would describe themselves, but they've always had that um, kind of conflict, haven't they? Yeah. Because those are two... Two women who, in my mind, um, have even have put out gospel albums, albums yeah. and then have put out or have been part of kind of like musical groups. In the case of Coco, who have done d- music which mm. is completely. I want to go downtown. Right? I remember that it's a <laughs> and, and Coco, I think Coco used to talk about having, you know, a kind of like a being a, conflicted, yeah, yeah. self difficulty in, in in performing that song. Um, so there's always that kind of conflict in people who are in the church Mm. who maybe want to produce art, music, which is not in keeping or is not directly parallel to their faith and their beliefs. So there's there's always kind of like been that. So that's not, not really anything new, but I hear what you're saying and maybe part of what Kelly was saying in terms of another factor of um, some churches, some black churches, is a lot of the <sighs> the <laughs> gossip and judgment that goes down within the establishment. Mm. And also, a lot of stuff which is clearly not to do with Christianity. You know, you hear some, like you said, some horror, horror stories <laughs> of like pastors having it away with parishioners, mm. child abuse within, you know, the church, um, extramarital affairs between people within the church, all that sort of stealing, taking money from people mm-hmm. in a in you know in a way saying oh making them dedicate their money to the church, but really it's going in pastor's pocket. There's always that kind of talk. So, but do you think that that should be enough to turn people away from the man-made structure of of the church? Um, I think. Because the reason why I ask that yeah. is because I feel like when when people talk about turning away from the church, sometimes that's synonymous with turning away from their faith as mm. well, which in my mind are two different things. If you don't go to a church because of the people within the church doing this, that and the third or making you feel some kind of a way or you see certain things going on in the church that you disagree with and don't think are very um, in keeping with Christianity that should be a matter for that that church but i think uh, yeah it should be but i think if if you're if this is your faith yeah 
And if you've seen some things go down in your like your actual church church and it's conflicting with things mm. that are to do with your faith, mm. I guess as an individual that can kind of place some certain, you know, like, whoa, what am I doing here? Because yeah. every week I come here and we're told this is what you should be doing. Yeah. However, I know for a fact that a lot of that isn't going. So that's going to kind of kind of sully your, you know, your um, opinion on on your faith. You're going to think, well, if they're doing that here, they're probably doing that at the church down the road or the other church there or blah, blah, blah. And then when it gets, when you hear stories that, you know, kind of, get the attention of like get press attention like you yeah. know the super churches and things like that and yes. all the scandals that have been going Pastors on there getting private jets yeah. and all that while people ain't even got flip-flops right so things like that kind of come into place so all of a sudden yeah. you kind of pull yourself away from that and that's another conflict right there because like you might think you might be to yourself do you know what i love being a christian i love being a muslim i love being whatever it is that i am however i don't like this side of it and i think the side of it that people don't like is the fact that you want to call me out you want to chase me down and tell me i shouldn't be singing this song mm, but yeah i shouldn't be wearing these clothes yeah, or yeah I but be, yeah, yeah but yet pastor who you listen to on a weekly basis you probably know he's doing whatever but you won't say anything but yeah. you want to scream at me and holler at me yeah let me let me give a, a maybe a very stark and kind of exaggerated example you know we've spoken on this show before about all this kind of these acts of terror that go on around the world and there's you know daesh isis all those groups who the media will call Islamic fundamentalists. Mm. And then, you know, we've had conversations about, well, why, why should, you know, um, Mr. and Mrs. Muslim who live next door to us have to come out and denounce it? Well, we know, our common sense tells mm. us it's not part of their faith. They're just extremists. They're not, they've not taken the faith to the extreme. They're just extremists, extremists per yeah. se. And they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're following their own cause, whatever that may be, the terrorists. So given that, you know, we understand that average Mr. and Miss Muslim will just be like, well, that's, that's nothing to do with our faith. It's nothing to do with Islam as I know it. So that doesn't turn me away from Islam. That's, you know, that's kind of, it's so separate that I don't even know why you're asking me to, to denounce it. It ain't got nothing to do <laughs> with me. Do you know what I mean? C c in the same way, shouldn't Christians be able to be so solid in their faith mm. Um, that when they hear of or see things going on within maybe their church, they're able to, even if they don't call it out, to be able to say, I know that that's wrong. I know that that's mm. not in keeping in, in my Christian faith, but my faith remains the same and I can still, if it, unless it's like, you know, pastors just <laughs> completely, <laughs> I don't even want to start talking about some of the stories do, you hear. Do, yeah, just going straight to the left. Yeah, yeah, but if it's like, if the pastor is still, and you're still receiving the word of God and you're still understanding it and you're still doing your Bible studies and you still really are, are feeling the word of God within your life and within your, you know, within everything you do, why should that take you away from the church? If you can maybe see it's, that Maybe it's an energy. Remember, we, we always talk about, I can't be around people who have an energy. Maybe it's that. Yeah. Like, when you go to church, anyone that's ever gone to church, there is an energy about about church. You know, the whole coming together of people, yeah. the whole kind of worshipping, the whole... There is an, an, an immense energy there. Yeah. So, for I don't know, for me as well... I would speak personally and say that I can't be around energy that I feel is fake. Yeah. 
you know maybe it's that maybe that's the thing that draws people away from the actual organization of yeah, church no, that's true, not so much yeah. the actual faith because if you read read the bible if you read the quran a lot of it's just common sense yeah a lot of it's like look just treat people well yeah and you know you'll be blessed yeah that 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 is pretty much it and the rest of it is you know interpreted down to you know whatever individual feels like yeah this bit suits me mm. that bit suits me that bit suits me but i just feel like it's a probably an energy within that specific church that might push people away mm. i know that if i had somebody talking to me in the way that you know kelly was kind of describing that this woman was speaking to her i mm. would feel away i'd feel away but i don't know if that person could make me i, I think it depends because in that specific example that you've given yeah that's like a maybe a function goer mm. but maybe maybe you're right if there was someone in your actual church that you know, you went there and every minute they're just berating you and all mm. this kind of stuff or judging you or telling you about the clothes you're wearing yeah. or talking you go, to you about people your People go marriage. to church for spiritual guidance. Remember, churches, yeah. every every Sunday, yeah, you spend Monday right through to Saturday working, you with your family, blah, blah, blah. That place on a Sunday should be there for you to kind of just, you know, de-stress, like get some spiritual guidance, get whatever it is that you need to kind of fulfill yourself. So for you to go there on a Sunday and have people chatting utter-ish in your ears. That's not what you come there for. Mm. So it will keep people away. It's like, no, I deal with madness on a a daily basis. I don't need to come to church to deal with this. And it's a shame because, you know, it is driving people away. Yeah. Another thing that's driving people away is um, I think some people feel, and this is maybe the flip side to what we're talking about but it's definitely related feel like that some elements or or some denominations have kind of moved away from the more stricter Mm. teachings of the church in fact so um you know when you have uh some churches or some denominations speaking out in favor of gay marriages and Mm. stuff like that and then you'll have some hardcore christians who'll be like Heck no, that's mm, wrong. Mm. Like, no, it, we, don't, we don't support that. So that in itself has caused kind of like splinters yeah. within um, church-going groups and stuff like that. It, it, that, I think, not that specific example, but maybe the changes in the teachings of the church as you move through modern times, I think will be more of a reason. I could see it as more of a reason for people to maybe lose their way in the church Mm. because if they've been standing on a certain rock for so long and then someone says no actually it's not that anymore we're about that now (laughs) 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 do you know what I mean then that might cause them to be oh my gosh like what I just I I don't get it this is not what I've been taught but Mm. again coming back to what you just said if you distill it down if you distill your particular faith down and if we talk about christianity down love thy neighbor as you Mm. love yourself pretty much it then you know you can (laughs) you can get from that yeah we have to love everyone Mm. so there should be no there should be no inner conflict or any outer conflict but i don't know i think my my whole thing is like look it's not actually not for you as the human being on this earth to judge according to your bible if what I'm doing is wrong, when I drop down dead and I get to them pearly gates, the Lord said, look, 
I'm sorry. Sorry, love. You can't make it. That's the only person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just need to be concerned with yourself yeah. and what you're doing. Yeah. You know? You don't have to like what I'm doing, but it's actually not down to you. This mm. is supposed to be an open for all place. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, those are my thoughts on, on the church. On the church. Mm. See you at church Sunday? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at AGS having a cocktail. Don't. Sorry. That, that is not the house of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it was this Sunday. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, okay. Dear. So talking about the week as it was, what have you learned this week, La? What have I learned this week? I learned. <laughs> I le- oh, I miss my babies. I miss them so much. The twins. My nieces, yeah. Why, where they go? They're on holiday. Where? So cute. They're They've gone to Spain. Gone yeah. Look at them living life. I know, right? My brother sent me a little video of them like eating each other's little feet and stuff. They're so oh, cute. So and cute. I really miss Callum. <laughs> oh, he's away as well. They're all gone. They're oh, like, my babies have gone. I even miss you, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at my pictures. I'm like, oh, look at my babies. <laughs> like that. So, yeah, so I learned I actually miss them. Little, little tearaways. Does that mean you yeah. learned that you're slightly broody? Mm. the thing is I said the good thing about my brother like you know having three kids is that I haven't actually physically had them yeah and if I get fed up with them I can give them back that is the best thing about being an auntie like just don't take that for granted I'm telling you it's beautiful you know I'm just like Callum where's your phone (laughs) where is your phone call your dad right now (laughs) it's home time (laughs) oh but I don't know no no more (laughs) Lord, do you do that yeah He's got his own iPad. Like he can Skype his dad and be like, "Daddy, Auntie, <laughs> Auntie Lorraine, done she's me. had enough. <laughs> to go, I need to come home." Now. She said, "Party done." That's it. It's finished. But yeah, no, I do miss them. So yeah, that's all I learned. I miss Aww, my little terrapins. That's really, really nice. Mm. I tell you what, I've learned is that I'm freaking OCD because I want some TCP right now. This microphone <laughs> keeps, the mic. my, keeps touching my lips. <laughs> I don't know why. And it's actually it. making me feel. You don't need to be that so close, Yaza. I know. It's Ace. Oh. Put 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 it closer to your mouth. Put it closer to your mouth. <laughs> He's talking about the microphone, by the way, people. <laughs> Just in case. Oi, oi. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah, you bet, you not better go to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so apart from learning that I'm uh, slightly OCD, I've just learned that, oh, man, just... What? I don't know. I think... I've learned that 2016 is just is just turning up to be a mad one. As mm. I said, that that meme that I saw online or the tweet, whatever it was, just made me laugh, and it really made me reflect that this year's just been an it's been an eye opener. And you know, if this is a play, <laughs> we haven't even reached the climax Not yet. Even so, it's like kind of scary. Yeah? What's to come? What's to come? <sighs> Oh, okay. So anyway. we've been fishing around in the bag for um Dilemmas. 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 I love you. Isn't there a and song I with need oh, that's you it. Never <laughs> I love you? I need I was about you. To say, ain't there a song called Dilemma? Do you remember how long that song was at, at number one for? Yeah, after a while, it started that getting on my nerves. That month at a time, I was like, oh, Kelly, shut up now. After a while, it definitely started getting <laughs> on my nerves. Shut up. But you know what? Talking about Kelly Price, I heard one tune the other mm. day that 
didn't I don't know if it if it really got enough airplay. No 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 ain't nobody love yeah, me like that's you. Kelly Rowland. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. I said Kelly Price. Yeah, Do Kelly you know Rowland. she released that before Beyonce released um not is it uh 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 Crazy in Love? Did she? Yeah, and it it went to number one. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought I really liked that yeah. song. When I heard it, I was like, this Anna, is one Anna, of Kelly Rowland's better tunes. Yeah. Anna. Uh, we're talking about dilemmas, which is why it came up. So, La, tell us what you fished around. Okay, so I found in the bag. Here we go. Somebody called Bella actually messaged us with Bella. her dilemma. Bella has said, hey, ladies. My Bella's name is got a dilemma. Bella. She's got a dilemma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poet, poet me. I'm a poet. didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, she says that she's been in a relationship with her man called Steve for about four years. She loves him to bits, but something has been troubling her. Okay. She's not sure as to how to approach this so she'd like our advice mm -hmm. she said um, we first met and I was initially is uh, instantly attracted to him he was well groomed and a good dresser love it right I like the fact that we both enjoy looking He's after ourselves keeping fit grooming dressing well etc etc however over the last months i've noticed that he has really let things slide with his appearance so much so that i'm starting to not find him physically attractive oh anymore he has fallen <laughs> fallen off from working out he has a beard that he had that he hasn't been maintaining as much um, as he used to and his clothing is becoming very slapdash <laughs> I know this sounds really superficial, but it really was one of the things that turned me on about him when we first met. Yeah, um, he's even quipped in um, previous conversations once, once before that as we already have each other, there's no need for us to impress each other with the way that we look. Oh How should I tell him that this um, new, low-key, not giving a damn version of himself is doing absolutely nothing for me? Bella, you just got to come out and say it. Because you know what? What you don't want to happen is you don't want it to just disappear. Like, mm. whatever feelings that you had for him, if it was based on that, and I'm not going to make any judgment about that, you don't want that to just completely disappear and not be able to come back to the stage where, you know, you're looking at him, you can't stand the sight of him, you don't really want to be around him, you're not really going out like you used to, you don't want to hold his hand, you don't want to kiss it, all the rest of it. So you need to tell him. And maybe tell him in a sensitive way. Maybe just like, you know, maybe you have to bring up the subject, but if he brings up the subject and is saying, oh, we don't have to impress each other anymore, just be mm. like that you are not really feeling this new bearded unkempt <laughs> look kind of thing or maybe take him out and take him to get groomed and maybe that will be a way of kind of like dropping a hint that this is what you want him to look like or i don't know reminisce sit down and have one of those conversations where you kind of like reminisce about oh, do you remember when this happened? Or do you remember when we went there and you looked so good and you had on this and I thought you looked really sexy when you wore that and when you didn't have the beard, oh, that really used to do it for me. So maybe he kind of like gets the hint, but I just don't think you should leave it festering because you will completely go off him and then I don't know where your relationship will be. Not that I'm saying that you should just have it based on physical attributes or the way one dresses but if that was your thing with him 
you've got to, it's up to you to tell him because maybe that wasn't his thing. Maybe he was just doing that mm. in the, in the kind of, um, in the courting stage. And now, as he said, he's got you now, so he doesn't feel like he needs to make no effort. You need to, you need to let him know that that's not it. I'm just like, that would throw me if, if, you know, I met somebody and they had all of these attributes that I was like, you know, very much attracted to. And then once we got into the relationship, he let them, all of them go. And then he spins around and is like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter anymore because it's almost like I've got you. I don't have to try to impress you. I don't have to try to be um, attractive to you anymore. Yeah, that's a dangerous... That's that's deep. That's a dangerous... What are you trying to say? I'm just not worth, like, making the effort for. Mm. Mm. Because she she says in the letter that she's, you know, she's still doing her thing and trying to look, you know... Yeah. Trying to keep it up. And the thing is, especially if that was a thing between them, if it was, like, a conscious thing, it wasn't just kind of like she, she would dress a particular way and he would dress a particular way and they just never really discussed that, oh, actually, I quite like the way you dress and I like the way you look. If it was a real kind of thing of them taking care of each other and, you know dressing up together and looking good and you know noting on the fact that yeah we look good and this is kind of like our thing and then one of them just drops that ball that's a little bit sad because you know he could he he ought to have been able to read that she really used to like that she was yeah that was a big part of their kind of i don't know how to i just keep calling it their thing together so it's a bit sad. One of the other things, though, Bella, that you need to think about is whether there's something going on with him. Because sometimes, yeah, yeah sometimes the whole grooming and just taking care of that. oneself can drop if there's some kind of stress that you don't know of, mm. some kind of maybe a depression going on there that you might that he might not be expressing to you. So that might be another way to look at it. Something else might be going on in his life whereby he can't focus on the frivolity of maybe looking good because he's got something else on his mind. Mm. So you might need to... Um, find that out. Yeah, pry a bit deeper and find that out and see if it really is just, I'm comfortable in this relationship so I don't need to make um, yeah, much that, of an that, effort. That statement alone would be... S- what? what? It would really, like, play in my mind. Yeah. Like, really, like, what, what yeah. are you trying to... What are we, what are we saying here? Yeah, because definitely, I think one of the secrets to um, keeping the spark going in a long-term relationship is not forgetting those kind of things that you did in the early days when you guys were just dating and you weren't, you know, you weren't in the... I guess the kind of more routine stages of a relationship. So, like going out with each other, complimenting each other, you know, being playful with each other, having date night, all that kind of stuff. Mm. That still needs to go on in a in a um, long-term relationship because otherwise the pressures and monotony of day-to-day adulthood can literally just take over. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Bella's not even feeling that. <laughs> so <Bella's laughs> like, we've got to get back to where we yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. definitely... Speak to him. Make sure it's not a stress or a depression or something that's going on with him that maybe he hasn't told you about. And if it really is that he's just kind of like, oh, I don't really feel like I need to make the effort because I've got you now. Maybe you've got to then... Be like, nah, listen. Yeah, Yeah. make him see how important it is to you. Because maybe he don't know that. Mm. That could be another thing. Maybe he just... He's not doing it in like in a mean way. Maybe he literally doesn't know that 
it means so much to you and that was one of the things that attracted you to him and stuff like that. So just, I reckon, let him know. Yeah. However, the weather, <laughs> let him know. Okay, Bella, I hope you're okay with that. Um, let us know how you get on, I guess. So let's move on to our final, final segment of the show, one of our faves. It is the Shady Corner versus You Are... You know I'm a natural soprano, but you know, sometimes oh, I bust okay. it out of. Okay. <laughs> you bust it all the way up. <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> all the way up. That's a tune though. <laughs> all right, okay, let's start with the shady corner. Now, okay, we briefly spoke about this before the show. I'm gonna let you talk about this because this is a subject matter I do not care about. I don't care about these rich people and their foolish problems. It's I know, but why nothing, are we putting them in shady nothing corner? To me. I'm putting the whole situation in the corner because I think it's dumb. Really? Yeah. So, now you see I've got I've got um okay so who we're talking about? We're talking about Kim Ye <sighs> and uh Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. So essentially Kanye's obviously got the song out famous. Mm. I made that bitch famous like saying uh, um that he thinks him and uh, Taylor might still have sex. That is one of the lines. And he says, I made that bitch famous. And so Taylor Swift was kind of like all apparently butthurt and bent out of shape about mm. those lyrics. And I think she kind of took umbrage to, well, she made out like she took umbrage to the whole line of, I made that bitch famous when she get, did her Grammy speech talking about, oh, there were going to be people along the way who were going to try and make out that they put you where they, they, they gave you basically mm. your fame or put you where you've worked hard to get, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone saw that as throwing shots at um, Kanye West. And Kanye West has always said, but I spoke to this dude about, I, sp I spoke to um, <laughs> this dude, I spoke to Taylor <laughs> about it. I, bet I dialed man in. <laughs> me and man, me and man spoke about it, and she agreed to. She laughed about the lyric. I think was Kanye's take on it. So I don't understand where all this fragility and victimhood is coming from now. So Taylor's already always been on that side of the fence. Like, no, this is a liberty. You're calling me out my name. Why is this and that? Kanye's like, but I thought we spoke about it. I thought you were cool. I called you to to kind of clear it with you. Well. Enter Kim Kardashian, stage left. <laughs> I need to protect my man. <laughs> With her Fuck receipts. So <laughs> she released apparently on Snapchat some video clips which apparently show Kanye in conversation with Taylor Swift over the phone and being able to hear her responses to him talking about the song mm. and her saying, you know, when she's on the red carpet, presumably at the Grammys, people are going to ask her about it and it's going to be such a shock and she's going to be like, ha ha, joke's on you. He called me about it. You know, it's this. No, there's no beef kind of thing. So it's that's Kim basically saying, I don't know why this girl is acting like my husband didn't clear this with her <laughs> when she did. Now, I feel like, I know you're saying... You know, it's a use, it's a pointless story. It's rich people's problems and all the rest of it. And I get you, I get you, I get you. Mm. But can I say, I do feel as though Taylor Swift has got this carefully crafted persona about her that she portrays of this Angel. fragile, yeah. 
angel kind of never does anything bad and I think she really played that instrument throughout this scenario, mm-hmm. right? So now when I'm hearing that Kanye's truthful, and you know my feelings on Kanye, I don't really feel Kanye right now. And I don't even like the song Famous, mm. you know? But now when I've heard that there seems to be proof that actually what he was saying was true, he did call you and he did clear the lyrics with you or the concept at least of the song with you and that he was going to say, I think, you know, me and Taylor might still have sex. I made her famous. And now she's Taylor's trying to say, oh, it's just the bitch word that she wasn't, she wasn't told about that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> have a seat. Have several seats, in fact. <laughs> I'm sorry. It makes me take against Taylor because you know what? It's almost, it's, it's, it's too much. It's that same kind of, I don't, I, 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 I I don't really want to be playing this card, but to yeah. me, it's it's similar to that white victimhood that I keep seeing all in the media. White tears. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> my feelings are hurt. My feelings oh. are hurt. You oh know? my God! That all girl that matter. didn't get into right. La, <laughs> 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 all lives matter. <laughs> that 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 white girl in the states that didn't get into <laughs> the university. university. She took uh, them to the Supreme Court because saying that oh, positive discrimination is discriminated grades. against her. You don't have the grades, bruh. <laughs> like, stop it. Dry those tears <clears throat> now. <clears throat> get a grip. There's too much of this, and I think. Taylor in the US, I think she played into that narrative. Oh, yeah, I really, absolutely. really do. And for that reason, I think we should bring Kanye back on no. this occasion. Bring him and Kim, you know, Kim that you know I don't rate at all. Can you tell you I would bring him, him in? back. Because I know, give it give it three, four months, he's going to do something else. But then we'll put say. him back. Then I'm going to kick I think, you in your face. I think we'll then put him back. But for I the will time not be being, mugged off. For, for time, <laughs> I will <laughs> not. Being mugged, mugged off. off. I'm not doing it you. anymore. No. I think to me, um, Taylor has got to go in Shady Corner right now. I think the way she even handled her breakup with Calvin oh my Harris. Man, can, I, can I just say something about Calvin Harris? Love he a Calvin. Has had the best makeover I have ever seen True that. in my entire True life. That. That's what money if does. You need it? to <laughs> All of the money. <laughs> all of You know he makes that. That's for you. And I like how he's done it because it's not like, you know, when some people get plastic surgery, they just go way overboard, like lips all out Has there. Has he had surgery, though? I don't know. what he, Whatever he's done, he's done it well. No, I, thought it was just, I thought it was just a veil I of think, dough. Wait, he got his teeth done, clearly. Mm. Mm. Hair is now blonde, where it was, I think he was brunette of, before. Right. Um, he's started working out so he's got all abs and everything he's got shape yeah, like, that's good yeah so good he, he looks good like a ta- little bit of a tan but not too you know perma perma tango tan breaking up with Taylor no 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 he was looking like that from before okay he like honestly I'm going to try and find a before and after picture but yeah that's my little segue about Calvin but Harris. I think as well the way that she's even like broken up with him and then do you know and what then he, gone to the next dude right, what's his and name the Tom guy Hiddleston from, yeah. and do you know another thing that people people were saying and I was kind of like reading and actually I was kind of buying into there was a time when she was on stage and she was mocking I think Harry Styles who phoned her yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to get back together and then she did some like UK accent and just basically blasted him in front of her fans and was like no we 
I'll never, never, yeah. never. Like, so she, she uses her music <laughs> to kind of like, um, as her weapon as well. So Taylor, I'm not here for your tears. So okay, for sorry. me, if I have to vote, it's only, yeah, definite makeup. <laughs> <laughs> for me, if I have to vote, it's definitely Taylor on her solos going into, um, going into Shady Corner. I, I, for, for, for this week, for this week, I'm willing to sit on the porch with mm. Kanye and Kim, sip a bit of lemonade, and you know, tell them that this week you're saved. <sighs> Give it three months. There three months? I don't <laughs> mind. Then we'll definitely put them in. Okay, so La, who do you want to put in Shady Corner? Because um, Taylor needs some company. I'm flinging in her sister, Kim's sister, Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> There's so no, many people. always getting herself involved. I'll just go through this it? quickly. I don't know what her problem is, but apparently, okay, Chloe uh, Moritz. I don't know if you've seen, um, what's it, Kit Girl? Hit, hit Girl, not Kit Girl, Hit Girl. Mm -mm. So it's um, it's a movie about a girl who's like an assassin. It's really, really good. It's like comedy, mm. action, blah, blah, blah. So she's in it. She goes out with um, Brooklyn Beckham, one of the Beckham boys, yeah? So I in think she... In no, in real life. Right. I think she tweeted a little while ago after Kim did one of her many naked selfies. I think it's the one with the two black bits over her bits. When she's in the bathroom. Yeah. So, so she was angry like... that I know that. <laughs> So she said, I think she tweeted something like, no, I'd like for there to be a day where, you know, young women don't have to do this in order to get famous, blah, blah, blah. So she sent a string of tweets about that. Obviously, I think Kim caught wind of that and sent something that was quite sarcastic. Mm. And then people started coming at Kim saying, oh, okay, who's your ghostwriter? Did Kanye tweet that for you? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. Because I remember a time when people were saying, Kim didn't write those tweets. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember what the scenario it was. It was about, about that. So okay. Chloe was like, yeah, whatever. So then fast forward to today, there's another story. I thought that, I thought that situation was done. Chloe decides to bring up a picture of who she thought was Chloe Moritz in um, a red bikini mm. and it was a picture of her from the back mm. but it wasn't her it was another random girl mm. who was on top of somebody else's back so basically you could see the little tiny string bikini so mm. what she was trying to say was like oh she was implying that you know she that kim isn't only isn't the only person that's getting naked mm. so then chloe then had to <laughs> had to respond by saying uh, actually that isn't me that's some next poor unfortunate girl whose picture you've put out there and put on blast oh, this wow. is me here wearing a red bikini top and a blue bottom this is some next chick right no right, response right. from chloe so chloe why are you doing this? Like that ha incident happened. How many? There was just though. no reason. Like, if she did it straight away after Chloe sent her little tweets about, you know, people yeah. keep keeping their clothes on, yeah. it would kind of make sense. It but would still I, be dumb. I actually thought that Chloe, because I saw that that um, that tweet, but I thought I thought the other Chloe, Chloe Moritz, Moritz or whatever, yeah. did, must have gotten involved in the Taylor Kimye. No, nah, she didn't. It was a um, Ruby Rose did though. And Selena Gomez. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't. She just was like, I just want, I just want young girls to keep their clothes on without thinking that, in order for me to make it, I gotta get naked. Oh, that right. was it. That was her point, which right. is actually a valid point. But yeah. you took umbrage to that because it was about your sister. So oh, if it was about Chloe, somebody else who likes to get naked, you wouldn't say nothing. Do you know what? I'm, I, yeah, I'm not gonna put Chloe in. Um, I know this is your one. I'm not gonna put her in for mobbing for her family because I will mob 
for my family. But how, 10 years later? Yes. When no one cares, no one, and it <laughs> yes. wasn't, the thing is, There's it wasn't one. even the no, right Lord, picture. Lord, so, no, but Lord, well, you're you gonna, you're gonna, gonna at that point, you're like, oh shit, no, got no, the no, wrong no. picture, you know I feel shame, let me but shut you my mouth. Some scenarios, <laughs> you know there's some scenarios where you just be like, sitting down, regular, regular, <laughs> regular. You might even be sipping wine, you might even be eating your favorite <laughs> like, food. It's not you even might that. even have your good friends around. <laughs> In an instant, you're just <laughs> angry. Just like when you just be remembering that thing, just you know, getting angry. You know when um, Wiz Khalifa sent that the tweet about um, oh, I can't wait to hit this KK, and oh, Kanye right, with right, his right. stupid self, got angry thought it was Kim. Thinking, yeah, it's not even her. What yeah. is wrong with this? Is my problem with the Kardashians? Not everything is about you, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. It really isn't. It's true. It's true, it's true. So it's just true. take hey, a fact, minute. You know what? Yeah, go on, Chloe. You get in there. <laughs> Calm yourself. <laughs> get in there. It's fine. Like, I'm sure there'll be another occasion where you can ride for your sister, but this wasn't it. Yeah. But if we put her and Taylor in there, ain't they going to be fighting in there? Yeah, oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then again, it won't be much of a flight. Yeah. Definitely. Chloe can have t- Taylor. She'll have her in a fight. Okay. She'll have her in a headlock. Okay, um, and obviously, my the, the, the next person that has to go in there to com- to, to complete <laughs> the tri- the triumph of of three ridiculous, in my opinion, Today women right now. Today has been a day of ridiculousness. Melina Trump <laughs> stealing, <laughs> just wholesale stealing words from why. Michelle Obama's 2008 stealing, speech. Stealing, you know. In this day and age. Can you imagine? When you've got... A, a wealth of writers to write La, up a speech for have you. Have you seen the side by side? <laughs> have I seen it? I keep playing it. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Mm. It's not funny. It goes full circle past funniness into the extremes of ridiculousness, <laughs> past ridiculousness into flipping outrageous, just <laughs> deviance. Did you watch the interview where she was explaining how she came up with the concept for the idea of the speech? That she said she did she did it all on her own. Yeah. Or or w- I, I had a team, but I did it by myself. But then I had a few people, but maybe not a few, but maybe just three. But I did it on my own, but on my own, but it was still with a team. But I'm a team. And oh, was, please. I was like, Melina, shut up. Please. And you know, the thing is, this again, to me, is it's not just this scenario. Mm. It is the columbusing nature <laughs> of a certain group. I love that saying so of much. Of entitled, mm. think they're entitled people who just, as Jesse Williams said mm. in his BET speech, just come along and gentrify the genius. Mm. Take what you want Repackage and repackage it, remix destroy it, it, discard us. And then just put yourself out there. Can, as you know if you're some mark of excellence. Digress a little bit. Going back to Garage Nation, yeah. So a certain artist was he was on the stage performing and I was like, I said to Lisa, I was like, Do you know what? This is I'm thinking about thinking back to when this this particular performer kind of exploded onto the scene with this song. And for me, was this was the moment Dane Bowers. This was the moment when I was like, Yeah, I'm not onto garage anymore. I'm moving on. I just feel like when certain genres of music or any of our arts get to a certain platform or to a certain level into the mainstream conscious, it's like they take it and it just, I don't know, the whole soul of it just gets lost and then it dies a death and then we have to create something new. You're out of your mind. Is that the one with Victoria Beckham? Yeah, that one. Oh, come on. He performed that at Garage Nation. (laughs) 
get out. And no Wait. one didn't throw any bottle. No well, I left. I went to another. Tomatoes, I went to the tent that was playing like the garage music that I wanted to hear next yeah. door. But I just remember at that time when garage was at that moment, and then all of these commercial acts started coming in, and I just remember garage just falling right the way off and it's yeah. just like this happens a lot in, in in history it gets into the mainstream it gets watered down so much that it loses its spark its rawness it's just originality and, just that, and everything it's not just that it's then it's then other people come along and start telling you they're the purveyors yeah. of it yeah and that's the bit that annoys me and it's just like i don't like this so i i promptly left so yeah i i totally get what you're saying in regards to you know just just plagiarism and just plagiarism of our art and our ideas and our, our work and just things that we do creatively man it just gets taken yeah but maybe we maybe we're so used to doing things that's you know that from developing things from nothing mm. that it is like an easy thing for us to do we do it so easily that we can just give it a give it away mm. as easily and then we can just make something but else we don't really give it away it just gets taken that's the thing it just gets adopted mm. taken wholesale i think i think there's a certain giving away aspect of it as well we don't protect what we have very well yeah but that's what i mean i, I we're don't quite think we, i don't think we actually mm. you know consciously like because mm, because when I think about other groups of people and any of their their cultural things that they have, mm. and especially if th those things make money, yeah. it's like we can't break into that cycle without, you know, them kind of feeding, making sure, making sure that that you know their community or their culture gets a piece, a big chunk of that pie. Yeah. Whereas us now, if you think about all the, the genres of music in particular that we've made, that we've created out of our very unique experiences on this planet that nobody else has, yeah. it's like we don't actually own a lot of the music that we create. None of these music labels are black-owned businesses. None mm. of them. Not the Warners, not the Sonys, not the Universals, none of them. None of the platforms are black-owned, but they all make money off black music. We don't own any of that. Mm. And we, and that is, be, that is because we give it away. Uh, there's other communities out there they look at what we produce and they're like you lot are stupid you just give this shit away if we had what you guys had mm. in terms of being able to create music out of nothing you lot aren't coming in to get any I of think, that yeah but i think there is i think there is there is um gonna be a tide a, a turning of the tide in terms of that because i think um artists especially some of the young artists that we have directly out of the UK coming up now are a lot more savvy mm. to understanding the business of entertainment. And I think it does take a while for, for knowledge to, to settle in and drip down. And it does take a while for people to, um, across the community, to get into positions where they can be involved in the structures of those businesses. So not just be the front face entertainer, but be part of the actual mm. structure. And I think that that is That's happening. I think, I think the first yeah. step had to have been the knowledge. And I think people have and are equipping themselves with that knowledge. So I think in time, I hope I'm being, I hope I'm not I hope so. optimistic. I think with this new age of technology and the internet and just kind of like free enterprise, there's no reason why we can't. This is a whole different ball game of how you can sell something that you own now. So if we're, you know, if we're going to produce and make these things, we need to be really mindful of where, where, how, sorry, how we're distributing our creativity, I guess, yeah. and who is in charge of yeah. kind of putting it out there. But there's always going to be 
Melina Trumps <laughs> out there, <laughs> ready to cut Just and paste. We're trying to w- ride a wave, you know, <laughs> not trying to create nothing. <laughs> Just a cut and paste just, Let job. me just ride this bad boy. When was this speech? 2008? Yeah, no one ain't going to remember that yeah, far back. So definitely, definitely, definitely. She she completes um, th- that trinity. She tried it. Uh, <laughs> in Shady Corner this week. Okay, so moving on. Mm-hmm. Who is in the light? So, okay. So, um, Tatiana Ali. You know, obviously, we were literally just talking about owning our creativities. I think Tatiana Ali is actually trying to do thus just that. And she's apparently suing Warner Brothers, um, claiming that sh- they stole her idea for The Real. I don't know if you're wow. familiar with The with the Real. Yeah. The yeah, show so that Tamar Braxton used to be on with yeah. Ad- Adrienne... Bylon uh, and um, Moni Love. Loni, not Lo- Moni. Is it Loni? Yeah, oh, yeah. Moni's the rapper. rapper. <laughs> um, one of those twins, Tia and Tamara. I don't know which is which. Tamara. Is it Tamara that's okay. on the nice one, Iron. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's some other chick on Jenny Mai. Well. I think right. she's, a, she's a fashion stylist. But yeah, so she's, she's suing them. So I have to shout her out because... Um, I'm hearing of more and more people who are just like, I'm not having it with these production companies who keep kind of, you know, bleeding people for their ideas or Mm. just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's have a meeting and, yeah, let's talk about it. And then you go in there thinking, oh, yeah, so, you know, my show's going to be produced by, you know, whoever. Then, you know, a couple of months later, you're like, wait a second, hang on. This is my show. This is me. I think it happened to Brian Bello from um, Big Brother. Yeah. He sued, um, I can't remember the name of the production company. Is it Endemol? I don't know who produced no. it, but it was about Towie. Yeah, it was about Towie. So basically, yeah. Idea. So, you know, I think they set, they settled out of court at the end. But um, if you see the original, original pilot, like all the, like quite a large chunk of the original people that, you know, have become famous from Towie, Brian knew them before he got them together. He created the pilot. And if you see the pilot, obviously Brian features on yeah, it and some of them yeah. as well. But he just wasn't having it. He was like, I'm suing you. So, you know, I think it's it's great that people who feel like they're being, you know, used and abused aren't sitting back and just watching their their, their bodies of work being taken. And just, just because it's a global corporation or a huge company, they're not allowing that to happen. So who's so she suing? She's suing Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she got married the other day as well. So congrats to you and hope you get, you know, get what you want out of this. this, this, She's not little Ashley Banks anymore. No more. She's a big woman. Married. (laughs) Got a baby on the way. Saw her walking down the aisle with her bump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she's in the light. Anybody else that we're going to put in the light Um, this week? Okay. So Austin Dabo, I think I've pronounced his name correctly. D-A-B-O-H. Um, he is to join Spotify as a senior editor of content programming in the UK. So, shouts out to Austin. So that was some UK-based news. he used to be? I, I, I know that name. Uh, um, I think he does A&R. Yeah, know. but he, I, can't, I can't remember where, but I know that name. Okay, shouts out. Big move. Yeah, and that um, is it. Okay. We could shout out Michelle Obama again for just being the amazing person that she is. So amazing that people have to tea for her speeches <laughs> and things. But, you know, we could go on about that all day. Oh, we could no. actually do an, an entire show based on the fact that Columbus she is so amazing. <laughs> She's going to be on James um, Corden's show that, you know, he does this little segment where he does like this Carpool. um, carpooling. So she's going to be on that. And I saw a little clip of it. It looks funny. So, Michelle, you will always be in the light because you just. You Michelle. Yeah, you Michelle. Yeah. You made you've made a host of black women 
both here and in America. Mm -hmm. Extremely proud just to say, yep. <laughs> I'm black. That's my girl. I'm proud. <laughs> say loud. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening this week. Go back and catch our other episodes. I don't even know what episode this is. It's 20, 20 certain. 20 something. We're 20 not quite something. 30 yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, go back, listen to our other episodes, and also make sure you tune in each and every mm. week to Two Girls and a Mic. Two Girls and a Mic. Two Girls, Two Girls, Two Girls and a Mic. Mm. Mm.